Hey, good morning. Hello, how are you? I'm okay, I think. <laughs> you think? Well, I have to do this from home. We'll see if the cat will leave me alone this time. Well, cats don't make as much noise as dogs, so <laughs> no, I might have cat, you. I no, might I'm have you beat. <laughs> and dogs don't make as much as much noise as uh, roofing crews above the study. That is very true, which is why you're at home. We <laughs> we uh we tried to see if that would work, but uh, saws and whatever they're using when they're digging yeah. into the roof is not so ideal. Air tools. It's you know they're. It, it's amazing how how quickly and effectively they work uh and as they're tearing it off i'm i'm just having done a a bit of roofing in the past i'm Mm -hmm. astonished at how quickly this crew is able to work and there's a bunch of them so that's pretty cool but uh it does not make for a good podcast environment that's for sure it doesn't unless you're doing a podcast about roofing (laughs) and you want some Uh, ambiance probably true yeah (laughs) You know, and I walked out of the church after uh, after saying, you know, uh, this isn't going to work, you know, and, and I hung up with you and walked out. It was actually quieter outside, closer oh. to them than it was inside underneath them. So, Yeah, go figure. It's a good day for those guys up there. It's not raining. It's nice and cool. It's yeah. Lovely. Yeah, this weather to... is, this, this weather is chef's kiss. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this is, uh, this is good stuff. You know, I... I probably like sunshine more than you do, but I, I like probably this fall do. Time. If it was overcast all the time, I'd be I'd be okay with that. But so why you know, don't you in- live in London or Seattle? <sighs> Hipsters. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> they do. I do. I would like to go to Seattle for uh, food purposes. I hear they have a lot of good places to eat over there. But yeah, one visit. day, one day, I'm yeah. sure. Anyway, Maybe how are we going to tie that into what we're talking Maybe about? Maybe not now because of the riots and things like that. Might be a good reason not to be in a city like mm-hmm. Seattle or, or wherever. Yeah, I'll probably stay put for a bit. Or or perhaps Ephesus, where they have riots at the second half of Acts chapter 19. And probably so. not great food, but, you know. Well, I don't know about that. There's some international. <laughs> cuisine going on there but you know that is what we're looking at in acts chapter 19 is uh, some riots that that kick up and some rioting that kicks up in ephesus related to um the spread of the gospel there and so as uh, <clears throat> as they're moving through uh paul has been in ephesus he's you know, he's been there about two years now uh they're having uh, a lot of inroads uh and he has now decided he's leaving. He's going, he's going to be uh, leaving from there to go to Jerusalem. And uh, he's going to go through front. He's in Asia minor or, or what we would see as part of my uh, modern day Turkey in Ephesus. He's going to go through Macedonia, which would be Northern Greece and down into Achaia uh, where Corinth is, which would be Southern Greece. Uh, and then uh, sail from there to go back to Jerusalem um, and his plan is to visit Rome, which eventually he'll do, but not quite as smoothly as he uh, would plan and anticipate. So when he does that, uh, verse uh, chapter 19, verse 22 says he sends two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia, to, uh, presumably to prepare the way, while he stayed in the province of Asia a little longer. So he's wrapping things up. They're going ahead. 
And about that time, in verse 23, we see that a great disturbance arises about the way, which is... I thought you were going to say a great disturbance in the force. <laughs> there is a great disturbance in the force, in the forces of evil, that is. And so, as uh, you know, Luke will refer to, uh, to the church, to the believers, uh, regularly about the way, about th- those who follow the way of Christ. Um, so... As this disturbance comes up, what what happens is a silversmith named Demetrius, who uh, it tells us makes silver shrines of the goddess Artemis and brings in a lot of business for the craftsmen in the area. Uh, He sort of takes a leadership role, whether he already had one or or was prominent enough for people to listen to him. Uh, He calls the the craftsmen together, all these, uh, you know, idol makers, the statue makers, silversmith type craftsmen uh, and and those who work in related trades and he gets them together and sort of uh, you know (laughs) organizes them or unionizes them and they they get um, this protest of sorts in their heads and he says you know you know guys that we've received a good income from this business verse 26 and you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There's danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. And the goddess herself, who's worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. So when the crowds hear this, in verse 28, they get fired up. They become furious. They begin shouting. And, and, and what they're shouting is great as Artemis of the Ephesians. So they're, he's not only got them bothered by the potential loss of business, but there's a religious connotation here. He's got them worked up into, an, into a religious frenzy at this point. So they're shouting great as Artemis of the Ephesians. And, and soon the whole city is in an uproar. The people seize Gaius and Aristarchus. These are Paul's traveling companions, traveling companions who have come from Macedonia. And all of them rushed into the theater together in this big gathering place. And Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, in verse 30. Uh, he wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, so the government officials you know, who are not necessarily Christians, uh, maybe they are, maybe they're not, but they are... Uh, native uh, Asians here in in native Ephesians. Uh, Even some of these officials who are friends of Paul send him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. So whether they're believers or not, they're concerned about Paul's well-being if he were to try to go and and make a defense uh, for faith. So what happens next is interesting to me. and, And I think relates a lot of these things kind of relate to what we see in our world today. Uh, verse 32 says the assembly was in confusion some were shouting one thing some another most of the people did not even know why they were there <laughs> the jews so they're they're there shouting they're they're protesting they're getting angry they're, they're having this whole uh whole assembly where they're even engaging in in potential violence as violence as they've grabbed gaius and Aristarchus and dragged them in but they don't even know why, you know, they're, they're like, they're caught up in the moment. They're caught up in the emotion. <laughs> this reminds me of a horrible movie, Anchorman. <laughs> it's 
there's a scene in Anchorman where everyone's getting really fired up, and there's a kind of Steve Carell's character is kind of uh, the the comedic uh, token, just idiot. And uh, he, everyone's fired up about that role, right, right? Everyone's fired up about something, and he goes, "I don't know why we're yelling." Like he's yelling. Yeah. But he just gets caught up in the moment where everyone's mad and passionate about something, and he's just joining in and yelling for for because of that. That sounds a lot like the things that we see in the news today. Yeah, there are folks who are uh, sincerely passionate. There are folks who are disingenuously passionate, and there are a lot of folks who are just caught up in the moment mm-hmm. and they don't really know. I think you see this a lot with college, college and high school. You do, yeah. Who really want to? You know, they they want to have some bigger meaning in life so they attach to whatever the current movement is in in every generation we see these types of things but they're not necessarily as completely committed to the movement as they are just to being a part of something yeah right so that seems to be some of what happens here there are folks that are caught up in the excitement of the uh, of this assembly of this gathering uh but they they don't even know what's going on. So they, they maybe are passionate about Artemis or, or maybe not, but they don't realize even that Demetrius started this thing with the conversation with Paul. We see that a lot today, honestly, not to, not to over contextualize this, but, but we see that a lot today where, where people will, um, a, a movement will begin related to a particular incident and it gains some steam and people pick up, but they, but they don't even really know the history of that particular movement. And so right. it to be a, a challenge to, to be able to, um, to have cohesive, uh, cohesive vision and thought when there's more emotion. than action. So anyway, in verse 33, the Jews in the crowd, now that does not appear to be believers, not saying believers, but the Jews, generally speaking in, in Acts, when he just mentions Jews talking about unbelief, they put Alexander. They shot him in front. Of him. So apparently, Alexander is there to try and, and make defense. So he he motions for silence uh, in order to speak a word of defense before the people, because uh, Paul, even though uh, he his whole being is wrapped up in Christ, uh, those who are um, of Ephesus, these Gentiles are going to lump all these Jews together, right? So they, they're going to be angry with the Jews over things that relate to Christ, not even recognizing the difference between them. So uh, before he can even uh, get a word out, they, they realize he's a Jew and they all shout in unison. It says for about two hours, great is Artemis, Artemis of the Ephesians. So it just keeps building. And that's kind of the climax here is, is, uh, they get to a place where they see uh, Alexander's identity. Paul's not even the main player here at, at this point. So they see his identity. They're angry because of his identity. They shout in unison for about two hours, great as Artemis of the Ephesians. Then the city clerk quiets the crowd. So he's not speaking on behalf of Paul or on behalf of the, the Christians or on behalf of the Jews. He is speaking on behalf of, let's get this thing de-escalated, right? So mm-hmm. he speaks up and says, fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image, which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, which is, always strikes me as interesting, that 
they find it undeniable an undeniable fact that the image of Artemis fell from heaven and the whole world worships her as a goddess, um, which we see a lot today. We have very highly disputed facts. I'm using little air quotes right now uh, that are portrayed as absolutely undeniable. Nobody can argue with this. Nobody disputes it. Believe the science and all that kind of stuff, even though there's great disagreement, even among secular uh, analysts of things uh, about a number of, of situations. Anyway, these facts are undeniable. You really ought to calm down and not do anything rash. You brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess. If then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody, the courts are open. There are proconsuls. They can press charges. So, in other words, if you've got an issue, deal with it through the courts. Deal with it in an orderly fashion. Because if not, we're going to have a real problem. He says in verse 39, if there's anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we're in danger of being charged with rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion since there's no reason for it. So the biggest thing in Rome is the defense of the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. The, the governing rule of everything is to maintain the peace of Rome, the Pax Romana. So if you don't necessarily violate a law, but you you create a disturbance in the force, you create a, a an up, uproar of any kind that they can perceive as messing up the Pax Romana, then you can be severely punished. They're going to come in and, and deal with that. Well, one of the one of the big things that that Rome did was to allow a certain amount of self-government as sort of, uh, sort of like vassal states underneath Rome's empire. But if you can maintain your business, if you can keep your people under control and, and do what we want you to do, then we don't have to come in and put you under our, our heel. Uh, everybody gets along fine and that's great. So the city clerk, the leaders here in Ephesus are concerned that, Hey, if you just don't, stir it you know like a vat of of slurried manure if you don't stir it it don't stink so we're, we're gonna not mess things up here and get rome involved so if you got a problem chill out and deal with it in the courts but mm -hmm. one way or another the the key element that we can see and, and i think this is the main reason that luke includes it in the text is paul's not even doing anything here right Paul's right. he, he's a bystander, but this happens because of what we saw in the passage before that wherever the gospel is preached, there is a radical change. And so we had just seen the sorcerers be willing to give up 50,000 drachmas worth of scrolls, which is a huge amount of money, considering that a drachma was about a day's wages. So 50,000 drachmas worth of their sorcery scrolls they burned in public in an act of repentance uh, toward the Lord. So where, where the person of Christ is preached and the spirit of Christ is present, then the life of Christ is manifest in such a way that, that radical repentance and change takes place. That happening then has an impact on the society the culture even the industry around that is so rooted in godlessness in in, in 
pagan goddess worship like like Artemis here. So ultimately, no matter what situation you're in, whether it's today in Ephesus or even uh, even before uh, you see these impacts, there's a reason why the church starts in Acts chapter two. Peter preaches in Acts chapter three. And by Acts chapter four, Peter and John are in jail. And in chapter five, they're in jail again. And we see this going on and on. There is a an inherent, constant conflict or tension. I, I think conflict is probably the better uh, word for it between the gospel of Christ and the culture going on all around us. And we need to be aware of that. And we need to be aware of that today, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we will stop there because surprise, surprise, we're over. Um but we will talk more about this. Uh, you will talk more about this oh, on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the timer on my on my little phone device here, and uh, we're over a lot. So sorry about that. It's all good. We spent a few minutes talking about Seattle. So um, and roofing, we, right? And roofing. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk more about this on Sunday in your sermon. And feel free to, if you're not in the area, um, check that out online on our real life Facebook page or on YouTube. Um, if you are in the area you know, stop by. We our services at 10 04 AM. Uh, and then we will talk more about it on Tuesday of next week. So that's all I have. And the state of Michigan is still, we still are dealing with the virus as always. So um, masks are required by the state and social distancing. So we're, we are limited in our space, but we are not at a place yet where that is impacting distancing. So uh, come on by and be, be smart about how you handle yourself. Yes, sir. All right. We will stop there for today. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you later.